Hey everyone and welcome to Almost Cancelled, I am Peter, that is Connor and we are going to talk about Castle Rock Season 1, Episode 1, it's called Severance and because it's the first episode, it's a pilot, we are going to start this spoiler free, we'll give you a warning in the middle before we get into spoilers and we'll see how this is. Um, first of all, we are a little bit late with this, this we should have had this out on, well, maybe not Wednesday but definitely Thursday um, and we're a couple of days late. Uh, due to some tech issues and a few other things. Uh, tech issues which have not been completely resolved, actually, but we're still tinkering away. Uh, we're, we're, we're working through them somehow. But here, but here we are. So we, Hulu put out the first three episodes of this on the first day, meaning we have an all two to watch before uh, Wednesday, Thursday, where we'll do the fourth one. So we'll, we'll try and get all I hate all these Hulu in. doing this. I, I know. mean, Joe, I, so I, I know people like, oh, three episodes. I get that's the point. It's like, get them hooked, right? Yep, yep. But from our perspective... It's a nightmare to schedule. Even even when it shows we like, it's a nightmare to schedule. It is, it is. Uh, and and also, it makes me feel like I'm missing half the season, especially when it's like a ten episode season. And I get to the end, I'm like, hang on, you know, I've only been going like six, seven weeks. Where's the rest of it? Uh, yeah, it makes the pacing feel weird because you get the first four so quick, uh, relatively speaking, um, and then it's like a week to week. And obviously, I say yeah. the first four because we spread out the first three a little bit, and you know, so the gap between three and four is a lot shorter. But anyway, uh, so what is Castle Rock? Castle Rock. We've been talking about this for a long time in the news. This is uh, the Stephen King uh, set show where it's like based on different ideas from different books of his. Castle Rock's a fictional town that appears in a lot of his work. There's references to some of his stuff. Um, now, I don't think we're either of us are experts in Stephen King stuff or have read a ton of Stephen King by any means. Um, so I've read. Of two of his books i've seen a lot of the movies based on his books which i've seen a handful which you know to be fair i think actually did quite a bit for me here uh our friend tim who does screams after midnight with me is a huge stephen king fan he 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 somehow finds a new stephen king book to read like almost every week and i don't, don't know how he hasn't read them all already because he seems to just constantly be reading a stephen king book and i'm like haven't, haven't you done this already and i know king does churn out a lot but he doesn't churn out enough that you could do one a week for 10 years right Ever. <laughs> no because it, it does seem like you know every week tim's like hey i'm on this i'm on this book now i'm like how how is there still more yeah it's uh it's odd but hey so so castle rock um so we actually didn't really have a whole a good idea of what the plot was like i feel like they did a good job it's a jj abrams produced show and he loves to keep his cards close to the chest and i feel like Okay, we know it's Stephen King. We know there's going to be characters, locations, and ideas from Stephen King uh, stories. But beyond that, like, I didn't know what the plot was yeah, going to be. Yeah, we, we didn't know if this was going to be an adaptation of, like, because we knew it was anthology-esque to, to a degree. Um, but we didn't know, like, is it going to be, okay, so here's three or four stories that we're going to adapt and, you know, intertwine them. Or is it going to be just, you know, general themes and ideas, a couple of characters here or there? I actually don't know if the main story in this is an adaptation. I, I believe it's original from what I've been reading. Okay, that makes sense. It feels like an original. If it, it feels like it's taken the set and some of the the, the you know the thematic things and yeah, um, obviously the big notable it, thing in this first episode is Shawshank Prison is a, a big feature. Yeah, yeah, and I believe uh, Scott Glenn's character is is a character in a, a few of of uh, King's stories. I feel like a couple of the characters are probably, probably going to end up being these, yeah. those types of characters that Yeah, probably, but him in particular I, I know. Um but and that's the thing what I was going to say is as much as I'm, I I believe this is an original story right now there's nothing that says you know I, I have a, a suspicion it. that maybe it'll swerve into yeah, a familiar I could see story that. at some point. I could see it doing that. 
Um, my biggest complaint about episode one is that Jane Levi's in this show and she's not in episode one, and I'm like, come on. I was the, yeah, yeah. I was looking forward to her more than anyone. What are you doing, show? What are you doing? She's pretty great, isn't she? Uh, but yeah, so yeah, so so the actual plot of this first episode and the, the sort of the kicking off the plot of the show is that a mysterious prisoner who was not on the books, who has been held captive in Shawshank Prison, is found, and no one knows who he is. But he asked for one person. He asked for a lawyer named Henry Deaver, who grew up in this town of Castle Rock and has a bit of a an interesting history as a child there. And he comes back to try and investigate what what's going on. And that's the that's the, I'd say that's the, the spoiler free premise of the of the show uh, right yeah. now. There's definitely mystery. There's definitely some really big unanswered questions that have kept I think kept us thinking. Yeah, no, I I think it says a lot that even that spoiler free premise that you just give give there is is more than they've been giving away in the marketing. Oh yeah, I never knew any of this. Like when they find that 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 like mysterious prisoner, I was like, I had no idea that's what that's what the plot. I like yeah. I, I I think we saw one of the trailers like the Shawshank like thing in the car, so we knew Shawshank was yeah. going to be in it. But for all I knew, that was like a one little cameo, like sort of here's an Easter yeah, egg. We knew we knew Shawshank was going to be there, but at the same time, in that thing, I believe they they had Pennywise in that video, and obviously we we have Bill Skarsgård here as that. That, that yeah. prisoner who who was of course who, Pennywise in, is, in it last year. He is credited as the kid, so that's what we can call him. The kid. Is he? Okay, the kid. Cool. Yeah. Uh, so no, it's, it's it's interesting. Obviously, we have some. Obviously, Sissy Spacek, who was in Carrie, is uh is Ruth Deaver, Henry's mother. Um. So we got that. Scott Glenn's in there. Um. As Alan, Alan Pangborn or Pangborn, which again, as you said, is a Pangborn, character from yeah. from various books. Uh, so yeah, some notable uh, Melanie uh, Linsky is in there. Who she was on Two and a Half Men for a long time, but she was she was in a movie last year called uh, uh, I Don't Want to Live in This World Anymore. Um, if, mm. if you if you suck that, that was that was a like a comedy on Netflix, like a dark comedy. Um, so yeah, there's this cast there, and the aforementioned uh, uh, Jane Levi. So big cast. Terry O'Quinn, of course, has got a role here as well. Seems to be a smaller role, but I mean, it was nice to see him. Of course, he's worked with J.J. Abrams and Lost and stuff like that. Um, so anyway, I'll, I'll ask the question, did you enjoy the first episode? Are you into Castle Rock? Uh, I think it's alright. I, I wouldn't say I'm into it yet. Yeah. Um, it's it's pretty slow and, you know, moody, I, I think is, the, is a word I'd use. Yes. Uh, nothing has turned me off yet. I'll say that. I, no, I, I agree with that. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm into the mystery. I think the ending kind of, you know, seeds that there might be, oh, there's maybe more, even more to this than. Yeah, there's, a, there's a reasonable sense of style. Yeah. Especially within the prison, I thought. Uh, in the prison and, and out by the, the, the lake. Those. Uh, you know th- those environments in particular seem to have style do, to them. Do you know what I'm getting odd vibes from, actually, or s- similar vibes to something else? I'm, I'm getting these, and it's not like I necessarily think it's going to go down the same like the same plot device that 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 show had, but I'm getting some same some of the same vibes as Dark, the uh, the Netflix show. Hmm. In that, there's these weird elements to it where okay, so why was this kid here? We we kind of know who who had him there. That's a spoiler, though. I won't say who here. It's like okay, so why was it a bad reason? Was it a good reason? How does this connect to what happened when some characters were kids? Like I don't know. I'm just getting some of these. Like okay, there's something going on in this town, and it's been going on all this time. I I can see what you're saying. Yeah. I think ultimately though, that just feels like what I expect from Stephen King. Sure, sure. 
Um, but that's what I was getting. I mean, maybe that's just a case of like Dark kind of did a good Stephen King show before Stephen King uh, got his own show. <laughs> but kind of, yeah. Um, with his with his own twist to things, of course. I mean, that's a very of course, hard sci-fi show. time travel show. Like it's not like you know, yeah. I don't think of I time feel like travel. We, just saying, oh, I did a Stephen King thing is is doing a disservice to it. Oh sure, yeah. Um, and I'm not saying that I don't think Stephen King's never used time travel. I just don't think of that first when I think of no, and uh, Stephen King. Uh, you know, uh, 11-22-63, of course, is, is Stephen King. Yeah, right? that's time travel. Yeah, and that's time travel. So I mean, you know, one big notable example there off the top of our head. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I don't really mean anything by it other than just yeah, it's not what I think of when I think of King. Uh, yeah, no, I'm into. It. I I think you know. And again, it's so hard to talk about any more of this without spoilers because it is such about the mystery. It's like every character connection feels like it's something that's bit would be a spoiler. Like, okay, so this person knows this person, that feels like a spoiler. Um, you know, yeah. all these elements feel like that. I, I think right now I'm into the mystery. I'm curious as to what it is. I'm obviously I'd like it to get even more intriguing as we go, um, and we'll we'll see if it does. But I right now I'm curious as to you know why he's there, who is he, um. And yeah, I, 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 you know, my, my gut instinct is that he's probably someone who's not been seen since, since he was a kid. Yeah, probably. And he's been, you know, been been held up for twenty, thirty years. Uh, well, he's maybe not that old. No, well, he's yeah. about, about twenty five years. I'd say. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if he was taken as a five year old, I'm sure. Um, yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure how old he. Have a look how old he is. I don't know how old Bill Skarsgård is. Uh, he's born in nineteen ninety. So. Okay. 28 god I, just, I, just, I feel he's, a, uh, he's actually a little bit younger than I thought he was I thought he was you know, 3 or 4 years older than that at least he's a year younger than me and it just makes me feel old now that when you said 1990 yeah, he looks a lot better than you dude doesn't he shut up no what I meant was is you say 1990 and I think oh he's 28 shit I'm older than that <laughs> damn it <laughs> uh, that sucks anyway so uh, yeah so the, uh, I mean the, uh, uh, there you go. Hmm. Go on. I was going to say, my, my biggest critique of, of this episode mm-hmm. is that it feels a bit methodical. Like, okay, mm-hmm. this is just, you know, it, it's it's not, I won't hold against the show too much because it's in episode one, right? But it's like, we're introducing this thing and then here's this thing. There are, there are a couple of moments that kind of break out of that mold. But for the most part, I feel like it's kind of doing what it kind of has to. That's fair. I think there's some neat touches though. It's like when you you first hear a character mentioned, it cuts to that character for the first time. There's a couple of neat links just to kind of make yeah. it a bit more smooth. Um, and it does. I think if I have a bigger a bigger complaint is that I feel like it's maybe not quite hitting the tone yet. Like it's maybe not quite hitting the the tone that I think it wants to hit. Yeah. Okay. It's it's get it's got a bit of a mystery to it, but yeah. I, but it, it's not all consuming or anything like that is it it's not you know you're not like oh i need to know this 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 admittedly there's a i think at the end it maybe ramps that up a little bit and we can we can speculate, hof- yeah. ho- hopefully get from there so i think with that we will give the spoiler warning we'll see it's worth checking out uh, the reviews from other places have been kind of mixed on it um i i think it's if you if you like the idea of a stephen king shared universe like show and you like the idea of the mystery um, then go for it. If you if you hate mysteries in TV, though, I can probably already tell you you won't like it, <laughs> just because. Yeah. You, you won't like it. I, I, I think no. To be fair, mysteries are a, a tough act because. You know, I, I think mysteries in, in themselves they're they're intriguing, right? They get you yeah. hooked. But if they don't deliver, if they're not satisfying, it can ruin the, the entire show. 
and so it's it's a it's a fine line to walk. Yes, um, I, I think though, like even the best mysteries upset some. Like, some people are just never satisfied with them. And if you're the sort oh, of person who who's never been satisfied with where our TV shows went, then yeah, just don't bother because you're never going to be. You, you're like the, 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 the this unattainable perfect mystery wrap up just doesn't exist for you. <laughs> so um, yeah, yeah, this 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 isn't going to be the show to give it. Yeah, so. No, uh, so full spoilers then for episode one uh, of of Castle Rock. Uh, so yeah, so there's some big stuff that comes towards the end, particularly the kids. So obviously he asked for Henry Deaver, and Henry Deaver. I mean, we, we, he doesn't actually get to see him, so he doesn't really. I mean, we don't really find out if he knows yeah. who this kid is yet because it never happens. No, and it's uh, it's worth noting they're the only words that the kid speaks. Yeah, he's he's very silent and... until the new warden and we should mention that there's a new warden in Shawshank because Terry O'Quinn who played the old warden uh, uh, Lacey something Lacey uh, Dale Lacey that's what it was uh, he he murders himself at the start of the episode he and a very, murders himself yes suicide suicide yeah, yeah that's you don't all, say he murders himself you can Kills phrase it that way if you want to for some no no no, no you can't I, I, I don't think murder murder in, in, intrinsically has to be against someone else you can't murder yourself. Look, I'm going to argue the way he does it is technically murdering himself because he sets up the the, the, the noose and then kills himself with driving the car off the cliff. He he effectively makes it's almost like a like a, a knock on effect. He has like a domino effect of death, and either oh, one will kill him. What what this is? This is um, you, you know you know the, you're a kid and you 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 got a loose tooth, so you tie some string around it and put it to the door, and then you know slam the door to pull it out. Uh huh. That's what this is. He's like. It's like, Joe, you know what? I'm not gonna go through that. Thing. So, car, that that's the string. You know, that that's the door. Like, right, okay, slam. Oh, there we go. Yeah. So he has both a noose around his neck, and he drives off a cliff. Uh, like, yeah. so so as soon as he like he, he reaches the edge of the rope, his neck just goes. Um, yeah. It's one way of doing it. It's one way of doing it. Um, which leads to some mystery. Why did he kill himself? We we know that he was about to retire. He didn't seem to want to retire, but I mean. That's he necessarily... got a, a buyout from the prison, yeah. um, so he, he presumably came into a reasonable amount of money from this. So well, it, at least some money. There's even guards talking about that. Like he'd have been quite wealthy for the rest of his days. Like you know, why yeah. kill himself? His his wife seemed pretty happy that morning, being yeah. like, "Hey, you know, look, breakfast." Is... If, if I'd knew, if, if I knew it'd be like this, I'd, I'd have made you take a buyout years ago. And he's the first suspect as to he have he been the one keeping the kid in this like tank in the unused uh, wing of the the prison, right? Yeah. And it confirms at the end we get a flashback at the end where he's with the kid presumably on the morning that he kills himself or maybe like the day before and he says to the kid before he leaves look when they find you ask for Henry Deaver so the kid didn't think of this as himself this was this was the warden saying ask for this person um, yeah so he might have no idea who Henry Deaver is Henry Deaver might have no idea who this kid is yes but for some this is kind of what the mystery is it's like, okay whatever he's done he wanted to kill himself for it and he seems that he thinks that's what he has to do. He needs to connect this kid with Henry Deaver. Um, so here's the other bit of the mystery, though, is that Henry Deaver, as a child, went missing for eleven days with his father, and his father never came back. His father just was dead, or presumed dead. Yeah, at no, least. Um, did he go missing with his father? I I, I thought it was he he because ultimately oh, he did. the the the. the... Did he? Because I thought the father was looking for him and, and he got a broken back like three days in or something like that. Oh, you may be right. You may be right with that detail. Because uh, the story then, because it was uh, he just ran away from home 
and his dad died searching for him. That's right, you're right, now you're right, you're right. Um, but he, he was gone for 11 days, and eventually Scott Glenn's character, uh, uh, Pangborn, he, he's the one who finds him when he was younger, and brings him in, and, you know, young Henry has no memory of what happened over those 11 days, and, you know, like, it's clearly something weird happened, because they, they mentioned multiple times that the temperature that he was at out there in that, that part of the, the country, he would have died being out there you know without in like a few hours yes without any like shelter yeah. or heat or whatever so he was clearly inside somewhere so, so so somehow he's okay and it does make you wonder if there is like sort of time travel elements going on here especially the scene at the end where you know he finds out that the, the, the suicide happened where he was found as a kid and he goes back there out there at the end and i think it's notable that it starts snowing when he's out there because obviously at the start in the flashback when he's a kid it's all covered in snow it's winter dead of winter yeah and it's like at the end, it's just the first sprinkles of snow, maybe just going into winter, just, you know, in just fall. As a as a thematic thing for his character, mm-hmm. uh, obviously we're in Maine here because it's a Stephen King set show, so of course we are. Um, but like, you know, also this... there was a mug at the start. Terry O'Quinn had a mug that said "I love Maine" or something on it, or something like that. It sounds about right. But yeah. but what I was going to is here, you know, this presumably one of the, the most traumatic events of his life is is linked to cold and snow. Yeah. And of course, where do we find him as an adult? Texas. Yeah, right? he's, yeah. He's he's just trying to escape that. Yeah, and at the end here, just the first sprinkles of snow, and I almost took that as, like, it could just be thematic, right? And you know, it's, we're getting into those cold days again. It's a cold part of his life. We're going back into his psyche, but I, I almost took it as like a sign of like whatever happened back then is going to happen again. Yeah, quite possibly. I can't, and, I, I, that's how I kind of read it, but I mean, I could be. I think it's interesting the way this scene plays because you have the the kid version of him kind of staring out at the lake there, you know, that memory on yeah. kind of over, overlapping, but it, it looks like it's staring at the adult one and, and the adult one feels like he's being watched and turns around and then there's nothing there. Yeah, and you could read this two ways. One, it's a thematic thing where it's like he's kind of remembering that he was standing there and it's just it's, rep- it's showing you that by showing the young version looking at the old version or there is actually something weird supernatural thing going on here which is not out of the question no because it's Stephen King related right I mean there's something exactly. weird going on not, not everything he does is weird but enough things that he does are weird that it's it's a possibility it's in play yeah absolutely so no so that, that's interesting like, the, the, what ties him to this kid what the warden was up to and wanted to connect them with was the warden involved in whatever happened to him as a kid like but yeah was the warden did he take them both at the same time and you know that, that, that 11 days you know he escaped yeah maybe and why doesn't he remember i mean did they just block it out naturally or was there some reason why he doesn't remember like there's all these questions yeah. and i do think it's an interesting mystery but it feels like there's some layers to it um and there's the okay. other character who we meet just briefly in this episode um, played by uh, Linsky, uh, Molly Strand. She, she, uh, we see her buying drugs from like a teenager, um, and you get a bit of a character where the, the teenager calls her a milf, and she she just awkwardly like can only afford X amount of drugs, and then she's driving away. She says, "Oh, I, you have to be a, a, a have a kid to be a milf." Yeah, I dispute that. That's just not how it works anymore. It's not how it works. No. So you get a bit of a character. The fact that she she doesn't like act weird that he said it. She doesn't. Like, get the fit. She's just very matter of fact. Matter of fact, I really appreciate. Yeah, which I feel is the most common reaction to when someone's called a milf. Mm -hmm. Is they go, "What's a milf?" I feel like 
you know, 95 times out of 100, that's the reaction I see. And I'm bored of that because people know what it is now. I feel like when it first came about, anyone who was old enough to be a MILF didn't know what it meant. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair. Whereas now things have changed a lot of it. Yeah, but, but it's still in media. I still see that reaction consistently. The big part of her character, though, is that she clearly recognises Henry. She's driving past. He is getting off the bus into yeah. town uh, because he, of course, gets a mysterious... Because this is the thing. The, the new warden uh, who's replaced the old warden, Terry Quinn, like she, she's in and she's like you know disappointed with how everything looks she's kind of uh, like okay we need to fix everything up she's pissed off that uh, there's an entire like you know wing of the prison that's not being used and hasn't been used for 20-30 years and that's why she sends the, the, the guards in to check it and you know maybe like count the beds so she can start to renovate it maybe and that's when they find the guy um, but her and her, her, her crony or second command whoever that is they like basically when they find them they start like talking about how Oh, this will look bad. This will be like a disaster. You know, we're you know unlawfully because he's not in the system. Yeah. It's, it's it's not even like they've kept him in a cell in solitary and they've just no, been no, no. forgotten he, about. He's a mystery person who's not supposed to be there. Yeah, they, he's they they check his prints. Ne- never you know so so much as you know jaywalking or whatever it was. They say you know, whatever yeah. minor so misdemeanor they choose. This will be a, a PR nightmare. This will be like you know more than PR nightmare. This is just flat illegal. <laughs> Yeah, but this is like her first day in the job, so yeah. she can't be looking this bad already. And she wants to get on the board eventually, so she's they're basically discussing ways to like. And at one point, the guy fly out says, "Oh, we'll just put him in with a, a really like violent cellmate, and nature will take care of itself." And the prison guard who found him overhears this, and because he's got a conscience, says, "No, I'm going to phone this Henry Deaver, who he said to to ask for." And he yeah. phones Henry Deaver and says, "Hey, this guy asked for you," and that's what brings him to the town. And he gets there, and there's some, there's some personal stuff where you know his his mother played by Sissy, Sissy Spacek, uh, she's with uh, Glenn's character uh, Pangborn, and he's not very happy that he's around. He, he thinks that he's taking advantage of her because he's like helping her sign for checks. Yeah, she clearly has things. like a dementia or some sort. Yeah, um, and he used to be the chief of police, worth mentioning, um, as well. Of course, uh, he did. Of course he did, because uh, he's just the same characters in Leftovers when you really boil it down to it. Yeah, this uh, is where you know, I, I know this is Stephen King and we're in Maine, but we're going to Australia. We're really not. <laughs> no, no, even I'm not making that call. Not on this show. We're really not. No, um, but I mean, it's called Castle Rock for a start. Like, I, I feel like well, I'm pretty confident. Kind of have to stay there. Yeah, yeah, the majority of the show. I mean, the odd side plot may move elsewhere. It might but, take a little detour to Australia. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, we got an alligator, but this was a Texas uh, alligator here. Close, close enough, I'll take it. <laughs> bit, a bit of big critters. That's Australia. It'll do. So, so no. Um, we get some of this personal stuff, and they don't have a great relationship. Um, it's also worth mentioning when he goes out to back to the the scene of the the, the suicide slash where he was found. Um, this intercuts with with Molly Strand's uh, Molly Strand, where she. She's looking at old wanted or missing posters of him, and she's got an egg timer out. So clearly they're connected, and I wonder if she knows what happened to him as a kid. If you know she was in on whatever was happening, and she's hiding it, and that's why she doesn't want to see him. Or are they connected in some other way? I think it's worth mentioning that when he gets back home, there's a there's a moment where he's up in his bedroom, his old bedroom, and he looks down the street at another house. And I'm wondering, is that where Molly lived, and he was friends with her? Is that where Jane Levi's character lives, and she's he's friends with her? I don't know, but it seems to be yeah, someone a lived lot there. Of potential connections. Yeah. 
so no, it's it's interesting. Um, but yeah, I mean that's the first episode pretty much. Yeah. Uh, I say uh, one of the the standout scenes for me, I think, was when Diva goes into the to, into Shawshank to talk to the warden, right? Yeah. You know, he's like, oh, I got a phone call. I, I, I'm gonna come and see my client, and she's just like. Sorry, so no idea what you're on about, and and then she's like, oh yeah, we we we, we don't have the death penalty here, so you know, don't know what you're doing here, and and he's he's like, I never said I work death cases, and there's a moment where you you she, he's like, oh she knows who I am, she's she's researched me, and yeah. she's you know quick thinking, being like, yeah, I mean we, she, we get the news, quick, I know who you are. Yeah, she's quick thinking, and she obviously as soon as she shuts the door, she like sighs like, oh shit, that was close, but for I think for me that moment still plays as he knows when she said that. That she's looked him up because someone did ask for me. Oh, absolutely! Yeah. But I just I, I really like the way that moment played and that interaction. I yeah. think it was one of the the, the strongest just uh, conversations uh, in in terms of the interaction yeah. for the episode. And then of course he sees the guard. Uh, what's his name? The Zaluski as he's leaving, um, and mm. he makes eye contact. It's just enough to know that he's the one who called. Just enough. Yeah, like, enough that he's like, no, okay, there is something going on here. He, he's going to keep digging. And of course, Zaluski, uh, uh, you know, he's the one who sees that the kid seems to have murdered a bunch of people at the end in the prison. Like there's just bodies on the security camera. Yeah, yeah, it, it's uh, quite the display. It wouldn't shock me though if the next episode this turns out to not have happened, and this is like just weird things he's seen to do with the kid or something. I, I don't know why I'm thinking that, but for some reason I just get the vibe that that might be the case. But um, I mean, I think it's interesting either way. It is, like, yeah. uh, okay, if it's real, how did he do all this? that yeah. easily and he's, he's that um, dangerous then like he, 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 could, he could go on a murder spree any, any yeah given is, is this why he was in a cage possibly yeah i mean um, it may not have been a lawful but, imprisonment but it was like you know it was needed imprisonment <laughs> maybe maybe it was it might not have been lawful but maybe it was just yes uh so so you got that going there's one one minor plot point i'll mention as well um is that his father's grave you know the, the, the church the graveyard was moved mm. and they were all moved near the airport and he was disappointed, you know, he was angry to see that it's been paved over, and he's like, oh, where did they all go? And that, that was the big thing he brought up, he was like, oh, my mother was okay with this, oh, she signed off on it, and then it's like, oh, no, you signed off on it for her. Uh, so that yeah. became like a, you know, uh, a plot point there. And I'm wondering if thematically there's, there's something there, the idea of hiding the bodies, hiding the skeletons, you know, literally, in this case. Yeah, yeah no. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm just looking for the links in the th- thematic. Less hiding, more just moving them out out of the way, like they're, they're inconvenient. Yeah, I think that, that that's here. You know, like like maybe it wasn't about hiding the kid, but more just what was convenient to to just leave him there. Mm. So I don't know. Um, but that's episode one. That's episode one of Castle Rock. Uh, it's not bad. It's not half bad. Um, uh, it's maybe not quite found its spark yet, but I'm definitely. I think it's got. I I like what the mystery setting up, which should be enough for now at least. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we'll be back with episode two in the next day or two, and we'll have episode three done before before it's time to do four. Uh, all all things it's going well. Works. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah, but in this case, we we could theoretically run out of time given be how late, yeah, late in the week we're starting. Uh, but uh, so apologies, this was later than we normally have the the, the, the reviews up. Uh, but we'll we'll try and get through this uh, and get back on track. But that is episode one. So let us know what you thought of this one in the comments below. Like, subscribe, and all that stuff. Um, get us on patreon.com slash TV uh, if you want to support us and uh, support everything we do here uh, but otherwise that's us so thank you once again for watching or listening we always appreciate it keep watching TV guys have you got any vanilla 
oh, and there's a reference to the Shawshank Redemption actually. Uh, oh yeah, there is. They mention the the bullet hole in the office. I really I, I couldn't not mention that because that was a cool little cool little thing. But yeah, bye guys. <laughs>